0: Comedians. Two fantasy football games. Only one can be crowned victorious. Welcome to Fantasy Fantasy Football Football. Face-Off.
1: Welcome to episode seven of Fantasy Football Face-Off, the podcast where two comedians face off against each other at their own fantasy football games. Uh, I am, of course, Fitz and I'm joined as always by Tom Glover. That's me. <laughs> I, I, fed you, I fed you that one very nicely. Sorry Excellent. I wasn't
0: I wasn't prepared to be fed it. Um, for no, no, listener, you... we, are, we are recording on Zoom for the first time tonight because Fitz is being told to isolate by his yes. NHS app and he's a good yes. boy.
1: I, I am a good boy yeah and uh, I already hate it um, not just because of the fact that I'm now in isolation as it were but uh, yeah, it's not quite the same, is it? Not as fun. But we'll get there. No. We'll get there.
0: I mean, I mean if you was in my FPL team, I'd be sweating right now whether or not you're going to start this weekend, <laughs> having now gone into your isolation. Um, he spent the, the weekend in Brazil. He got deported home because he wasn't meant to be there. And now he's starting his isolation in Devon.
1: But what I actually did was I um, I didn't tell any of the Brazilian authorities. Uh, I, I just said, no, I've not been in England, despite me being a Premier League footballer. And, and yeah. actually, an, anyone just needs to watch Match of the Day to know exactly where I was. So it, it's all fine. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're episode seven. Obviously, we have kind of approaching the end of the international break. Uh, so we're going to have a little chat about what's happened there to see how that has impacted, if it's impacted, and um, certainly it's impacted Aston Villa, for example. So we'll have a little chat about that. But before we get into the episode, Tom, how are you doing?
0: My personal life is fine, but I'm, I'm very <laughs> stressed. I'm very stressed about this international break because, as you know, I've had a great start to the FPL season. For, the, for the new listeners, I'm a novice at this game. I've never played it before, but I've come in and, let's face it, I've had that new manager bounce. New manager <laughs> bounce. I've come in. I've started getting a tune out of, say, Ben Rama that no one's seen in him since he was in the championship. I've got Antonio playing with confidence. I've put my arm around human son. I said, look, you're my main man now, and he's... responded with a couple of goals I've delved into my youth team I, I've got Simakas out of the youth team I've got him in he got a couple of points holes and I've showed I've got a ruthless side just despite the fact that I'm I'm proven at this level I, I've dropped Simakas for 1.1 one, 0.1 profit brought in Livramento to be my yeah. new star every decision I've made so far has been perfect and then we've entered this international break and I have had an absolute howler I think that's um do you want to go into that already or uh- do you know what why on
1: earth not yeah it's um obviously there's there's been a few games uh, most countries i should say have had uh two maybe three games but i'm i'm intrigued my friend a howler doesn't sound good well so, yeah well, I, I,
0: I touched on it in the last episode i told you i went early with my transfers and i got bruno and ings out of my team straight away brought in Shota yeah. and lakaku and that's all been going swimmingly until these last couple of days. Now Lukaku's got a five strain. Is he going to play? I've got Sonic my team, who now no. looks like he's a doubt for the weekend as well. Firmino still hasn't been confirmed as being out. So Jota, I could end up this game week having Jota and Lukaku on the bench, Ings and Bruno starting and getting goals and I, yeah. I feel like a casual i feel like a casual despite the fact i've never been outside the top one percent i can see my team are doubting me they're looking around the dressing room saying has this guy got what it takes to perform at this level
1: i think uh, i think what you've got to do is you've got to remember that a going early is you know you have probably heard the surprise brave. in brave. my voice brave yes yep. and, and yep. sometimes fortune favors admirable. brave admirable. Um, admirable i suppose yeah we'll, we'll call it admirable mate why not sexy yeah. um, sexy uh, Definitely sexy, absolutely, all of the above (laughs) You are the sexiest, admirablest, uh, bravest manager I know Um, But it is a risk, you know You took took the risk um, knowing that Lukaku certainly was going to be playing Son obviously, uh, I don't know in what country Son is playing But that is a a pretty long journey as well So yeah, uh, the the Jota thing I think is a good shout Personally, I, I do think Firmino is injured I think there's been some not necessarily confirmed from Liverpool, but some kind of in-the-know people on Twitter. Um, Ben Dinnery, I think, is an account who generally kind of knows these things. He said that Firmino looks like he could be out potentially for a few weeks. So I still think Jota will will do well. Um, Yeah, you've just got to hope that Lukaku uh, obviously is fit and, and does play, I guess.
0: Yeah, well, to be honest, I've never played FPL before. I played Sky and the main difference between Sky and FPL is in FPL, you have these price rises and falls that happen overnight. And in the first day of the international break, it looked like Bruno and Ings were both going to drop in price. And now that didn't affect my sale price because they both risen 0.1 already, but Mm. I didn't want to spend two weeks having to keep track of these prices dropping and falling as as much as I knew that that they could have dropped 0.5 before I'd even got to the end of the international break. So I thought I'm going to get it done early, lock in their value, Actually, the price movement hasn't really been a factor (laughs) and it would have clearly been a better option to wait till now. I had two free transfers, which I've sort of blown, but I do think that all those players will actually start. I think Jota, Lukaku and Son Son will all actually start at the weekend. So maybe it was a good decision because one of the other reasons I made that choice was because I didn't want to be tempted into Ronaldo because I wanted Lukaku. I'd made that decision myself from my own research, but I knew that the Twitter community is all big on Ronaldo at the moment. And I knew just one good Twitter post, one good podcast rant, and I'd have made that transfer. So Mm. I thought I'd, I'd tie my own hands by doing the transfers early.
1: I think as well, the thing you've got to remember, you said, uh, and we haven't spoken very much this week, I suppose, because there hasn't been kind of uh, any uh, FPL or any actual kind of Premier League games, but we yeah, haven't spoken. Yeah, and this, this
0: relationship is based purely on football. <laughs> we, we hate each other outside of this podcast, but we're, we're seven weeks in and we've got 30 <laughs> listeners and that we can't disappoint them now, so it's quite fact we, we hate we, each other.
1: We can't and we won't, my friend. Um,
0: but, but this worse, is I faking friend. isolation just to not be here with me tonight. <laughs>
1: uh um, oh, mate, definitely not. Don't worry about that. Um, but but what I mean is, you know, we haven't kind of, I haven't texted you over the weekend saying, oh, fucking son scored again. And so when you said, oh, I've had an absolute howler, honestly, I had visions of you saying that three or four of your players were injured and that you'd gone for a, a wild card at this early stage. And lots of people are wild carding. And if you have, um, I know, a shout out to, to my best mate, Dave. He has already wild carded and you know he I don't think that deserves
0: a shout out, Dave. You're, you're weak, you're a coward, Dave. <laughs> that's a shout out I'm going to give you, Dave.
1: There we go, he'll like that as well. Um, but yeah, so he's uh, he's very much of a mind that now he will pick some players, and inevitably, one or two of them I'll probably pick in my team when I do a wild card at some point, and he will say, Oh, yeah, you copied me. Uh, that's that's how he rolls. But um, if you think about what could have happened, you know, imagine if you had um, Emmy Martinez, Buendia people like that who are now definitely, well, I think they're definitely ruled out, aren't they? Because of quarantine. Well, I think
0: they were ruled out all along. We, we knew they were yeah. going to isolation. That's that's one of the reasons I went for Lukaku, because I thought they're playing Villa at home. They're yeah, going to yeah. be without Martinez in goal, without Buendia. At the time, mm. it looked like Mings and concert could also be injured. So I thought he actually, to me, looked like the best captaincy option in game week four. So that and he's And he's a million pounds cheaper than Ronaldo. So that's why I went for him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you've planned very well I don't think it's, it's that big a deal you know as I say going from saying "Oh, I'm off to a, off to a howler I don't think you've got anything to worry about mate and how, how's your bench who have you got on your bench just in well, case the thing
0: is though mate you're saying it's, oh, it's nothing to worry about but you have to remember that the high standards I'm holding myself to because <laughs> I I, I've that literally I've not put a foot wrong so far this season and yeah. this game week I could be hurtling down to mid table obscurity with the likes of you and it's not something <laughs> that I want to ever have to see well,
1: you know it's a it's a long old season, mate, and I can try and kind of reassure you as much as possible. But ultimately, if you were to slip out of that top one percent, and you know, say I was to overtake you, then it would it would be good for the pod, I think.
0: I don't know about that, Fitz. I think a lot of people were here rooting for me. Now they can see that I'm a young, talented manager. Well
1: quite right and who are we to stop them wanting that dream eh? Yeah.
0: And, and you so- are relatable though you're you're quite relatable to the everyman you are an FPL casual I think we can both agree <laughs> that now um, you're the I casual mean, you don't plan you just you pick players in the heat of the moment you, you do a rage transfer you bring in Ronaldo because you used to like him when he was a little boy that kind of thing
1: okay okay well let's <laughs> let's, un- let's unpack that for a moment shall we so I would
0: you've got Ronaldo in already haven't you
1: I haven't got him in. I haven't made my transfers yet as we record. But you're going to so get him in, aren't you, Fitz? We're recording on Tuesday now. I'm, I'm still undecided, if I'm honest. Um, it's one of the things I'm considering, but equally, I'm a little bit worried about whether he'll start, although the fact that he got suspended and has been kind of training at Carrington already for United, I do think he probably will start. But no, he's, he's not in yet. Um, I suppose we'll talk about it now. Why not? But... But yeah, it's, it's certainly something I'm thinking about. And I do like the fact that he is back. Obviously, he's not going to be the same. Of course, he's going to be uh, a striker. I do feel like he's going to take from Bruno. So my options at the moment, or one of my options, is to downgrade Bruno to uh, Ferran Torres and upgrade Ings to Ronaldo. Um, point- and have
0: you got two free transfers?
1: I've got two free transfers, so I can do it without any form of a hit, which is good. I am a little bit worried. I would like to go for Jota myself. He's certainly on my radar, but he's 0.2 or maybe 0.3 million too expensive for me so it looks as though it'll probably be Torres and Ronaldo if I go down that route I don't know he's, he's up to over 15 percent ownership isn't he now um Ronaldo so it's the more people get him in the more you kind of have to start thinking about that kind of oh, I suppose that effective ownership metric if you're familiar I think with you that. Should go
0: for I think you should go for Torres and Ronaldo because if I've got Jota and Lukaku then it's a nice little head-to-head isn't it we can you could really pull away from me if you get it right and I get it wrong
1: well, that's kind of the interesting thing. You're right, because it is, it, we are at a point now where our teams and everyone's teams are going to kind of start to differentiate a little bit, which is a good thing. At the start of the season, a lot of people had very kind of templatey teams. And now people using their wild cards, Ronaldo coming in, it does present a lot of interesting options. It really does.
0: Yeah, I think absolutely. It's great to have so many premium options in the game. And People are really going to start to pull away or, or fall back here, depending on what decisions they make. And I also think that this international break has caused a lot of people to panic. There's a lot of people taking minus fours, minus eights, people activating the wild card just because they feel they have to to keep up with the pack. And I think people may regret taking that wild card in a few game weeks' time. I don't think it's a good time to take a wild card because we're still unsure about so many things. We're not even sure who's going to be fit for this game week. Uh, Calvert-Lewin's got a flag, uh, Lukaku's got a flag, Ronaldo's got a flag, Son's got a flag. Um, at the back, we don't know who our best four and a half million option goalkeeper is really at the moment. There's no 4.0 goalkeeper we can bring in on a wild card that's going to be playing. Um, so that yeah, there's still a lot of unknown questions. Is Torres going to be striker for City or is he going to be taken out in the next game? Is Mahrez going to come back in? Nobody really knows at the moment. So I think it's a bit too early in my eyes.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you personally. You know, I think I'm not going to lie. There was a time where uh, over the weekend I have and I have experimented with a couple of wildcard drafts and I look at it and I'm like, oh, I would love to have Salah, Ronaldo and Lukaku in a team. And I've done one that actually I, I like the look of, you know, I don't think it's too bad. Would you like to hear that draft?
0: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'd I'd love to hear that draft. And then we could perhaps use it as this week's example for slate your team because you can't get all those players in your team, I don't think, and it'd still be good.
1: So, I mean, you you are right. There are obviously kind of holes in it, but actually uh, I don't think it's too bad. So my starting 11, if if did wild card, would be Sanchez in goal. And this week it would be Duffy uh, playing Brentford. Uh, Reguilon Rudiger, then you've got in the midfield, you've got Benrama, Salah, Saar Torres and then Antonio, Ronaldo, Lukaku so actually they're, they're all players that have got nice fixtures and like I said, I'm not doing it but...
0: That's a surprisingly good team actually, the only yeah. weakness I think really is, is Duffy because he's not going to stay there forever but he, he could be there for a couple of game weeks more yet but I think at some point you need someone to replace Duffy um, I mean the
1: other the other options in defence are Luke Ayling and Liveramento. So you know it's again yeah, it's not decent. the best. Yeah, exactly. But so I, I look at that and I'm like, oh, that is really really tempting. And um, as I say, I'm I'm not going to do it just because I I'm exactly with you. I think that it's too early in the season. We've got certainly until the turn of the year to use that wild card. And in an ideal world, I think if you can get yourself as late as possible and set yourself up for a, as long into the second half of the season as you can, it just seems like a no brainer to me. But we will, um, we'll see. Obviously, lots of people have, have decided against it. I don't know the exact stats, but lots of wild cards activated already. If uh, the Twitter community is anything to go by.
0: Well, my team is locked in um, because I've used my free transfer. So, the team I'm going into this game week four with is Sanchez in goal. I've got uh, Lewis Dunk, I'm persisting with at the back. He's not playing in that central role. And I think it's sort of uh, decreasing his threat a little bit. I think eventually he will come good. I've got Trent, Shaw, Livermento. Livermento's starting, uh, he's got West Ham United at home. And then I've got Jota, Salah son if he plays ben rama lukaku and antonio but actually i, I planned my transfers next week i was going to take a minus four anyway and part of that minus four was to bring ishmael assar in for son so right. son being injured at the end of the world because i can take a minus four this week rather than next week but i'll wait to hear what the press conference news is when you looking to make your transfers you waiting right up to the deadline you going to listen to the press conferences i assume
1: um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have kind of half a half an eye on it. Certainly, I think it would be good to good to know whether anyone is likely. The trouble is, the people who are perhaps important in terms of my transfers, like Pep, isn't going to tell me that Torres is going to start. And if I put Torres in and obviously take out Bruno, then a I'm heavily relying on Ronaldo starting, which I think he will. But I think
0: Oli will say, I think, I think everyone's going to be asking that question. I don't think it's yeah. a secret he needs to keep. I think he's either going to say, yeah, he's starting or and no, he's not ready yet. He will, he will make an appearance.
1: Well, absolutely. But also Bruno played tonight. So Bruno's played for Portugal tonight. And I don't know how how long he played, but I know he got an assist. So, you know, there's, there's that kind of consideration as well. I'm just going to try and be super professional and have a little look. Um, Bruno looks like he's played the whole game there
0: which yeah. is I mean he looked tired in Euros to be honest um, he hasn't had a rest at all but I can't see him ever resting Bruno because he is the talisman at that team at the moment yeah uh, at least
1: yeah exactly so um, yeah it will be kind of last minute I think the deadline is 11 o'clock on Saturday morning isn't it so um, certainly locked in by Friday I would have thought but it's it's always interesting to see what people, what the managers kind of say. Um, but as I say, I think at the moment, Ronaldo is is very, very tempting, particularly because I'm a United fan and, and I, I love him.
0: And he got I, number I, seven,
1: I, which I wasn't expecting.
0: I, I can tell you now, you will be bringing Ronaldo into your team. You might as well do the transfer live while we record this, because there's no way you are not having Ronaldo in your team. I know, I can see it in your eyes. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. trying you're trying to have one over on me at the moment, because you're trying to let me know that I'm the casual, because I made the transfers early. And you're well, holding out, like you should the, have done, like I should have done. I've learned a lesson.
1: The the casual kind of... Um, I've, I've always been a casual, you know, for want of a better phrase. But actually the last couple of seasons i have have like i'm i i do not mind saying you know i've i've thought about it more um too much if uh, if my family my immediate family are, are anything to go by <laughs> but um but yeah certainly i do enjoy reading about it and and speaking about it and learning about it so yeah Okay, I'm not a casual don't worry about that um but <laughs> but yeah equally I'm not a natural kind of planner so one thing about playing sky that's been great and I know we're going to come on to that um you you literally have to have a plan and yeah. so and I
0: love to plan fits I love nothing more than an excel spreadsheet I live well, for an excel it spreadsheet it's it's what keeps me alive <laughs> it's, it's the blood in my veins is an excel spreadsheet and, um but the I think what's going to be my downfall in FPL I mean as we know, I've had a great start. I'm in the top 1%. I don't know if I've mentioned it. But, um, <laughs> no, I you, yeah. I'm still not sure when I should be playing these, these chips. Like At the moment, I've been planning ahead and I can't see when I'm going to want to wildcard. I don't know when to use a free hit. I've planned in a bench boost in a few mm. weeks' time because I can see having a full squad with all good fixtures. But then everyone suggests I should use a bench boost in a double game week um and then yeah I just I don't know what the best and when to use my triple captain there's a double game right at the end of the season where Chelsea are going to have two games
1: yeah so I mean I can hopefully help you a little bit there in, in that generally speaking it's best to use those chips as late in the season as you can and the reason for that is as fixtures kind of start to congest and Champions League you know the the big clubs in the Premier League, if if they progress to the later stages of Europe and the later stage of the FA Cup, etc., then all of a sudden you do find these brilliant double game weeks. And, and last season there was a triple game week where United had three games in a week and actually Mason Green was, was the only person who played all of those. But the definitely the strategy to hold those chips is really, really strongly advised. Some people have a lot of success you know, using early doors. And of course you get that little bit of an advantage, but ultimately if you can, let, let's say, for example, later in the season, Spurs have got Brentford at home and then they follow that up with someone who's really struggling at the time, Arsenal, maybe. You could have heung on Son there, captain. And imma- imagine being able to triple captain him, knowing that he's probably going to play 180 minutes and could well easily get three or four goals and, and assists.
0: Yeah. So I think, I think you're right, but yeah, at a the moment they're just sort of hanging over me and I, mm. I sort of want to get rid of them, but um, yeah. Do I it. I've, do I've, it. I've...
1: Ignore what I said, mate. Get, get <laughs> them out of the way. You're right. <laughs> no, I won't. I, I will
0: definitely leave, <laughs> leave my, uh, I will leave my triple captain and my free hit, but my bench boost is definitely one that I feel if the opportunity presents itself, I would just use it because in a double game week, those bench players may only be getting four points anyway. You're only guaranteed the two points for starting, right? even then you could lose it with a goal conceded so
1: yeah so I mean there's there's someone on Twitter who is really worth following if you don't already which is Ben Crellin um so at Ben Crellin and basically he is like the FPL equivalent of Ian Parren FPL wise obviously we've got Ben Crellin who uh is on Twitter at Ben Crellin he is the kind of um, FPL version of Ian Parrin on Sky. Now, I listened to the latest episode of the Sky Three for One podcast and I've never played Sky before, so I've never really kind of listened to it, if I'm honest. And having listened to the episode, it was absolutely fascinating to hear Ian talking about all the kind of different potential outcomes. And he was going through all the games because obviously Sky have got quite a few planned up till I think about November in terms of the televised schedule. But then he was going on to like game week 17, 18, with all these yeah, potential
0: outcomes what you don't realize is last season as well he did that and i think he got every game right he right. he's brilliant at it and yeah he just knows how the system works and he his predictions will be almost 100 percent accurate so yeah 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 and, he's and- a very useful resource so him him and
1: um, Ben Crellin are, you know, very, very much the same, I would say, in that respect, because there was a... I can't remember exactly the point of the season, but there was strong suggestion that there would be a double game week. And lots and lots yeah. of people um, were playing their wildcard based on what Ben Crellin had predicted would happen, myself included. And then the deadline passed, and literally at 631 FPL on Twitter said, Oh, right, here's these fixtures that we've announced. So, and, and Ben, I know, was massively relieved because he'd obviously yeah. lots and lots of people followed him. And uh, so he was really worried that it wasn't going to happen. But, but yeah, so generally speaking, you will have, there's, there's a long way to go, man. And, you know, there's, there's different things are going to happen. And I think it's really important to just keep your cards, keep, keep all your all cards close to your chest. Absolutely. I, I think what yeah, you're yeah. saying
0: as well is that Ben and Ian are very much the um, knowledgeable version of us.
1: <laughs> well uh, uh, absolutely yeah quite right um us with um,
0: statistics us with facts to back it up as, yeah. as we always say we are based purely on vibes and good feelings
1: we are um, although i must interject there because actually while we are labeling ourselves as kind of based on vibes there is research you know you can listen to this podcast and yeah we'll have a laugh but equally we do i like to think we know what we're talking about
0: that was like a quote from david brent yeah yeah we have a laugh but yeah we know what we're talking about i mean i couldn't do what they do but and they well i could do what they do and they they know that even back then it's hard to imagine that just two episodes ago we were stood cheek to cheek at a microphone and now here we are split across a county
1: it is Uh, i for one long for the return of normality So let's have a look at where we are. So we, I think we've kind of pretty much covered the international break and certainly where we are thinking in in terms of our transfers. Obviously, your transfers are locked in. Would you say at this stage you're likely to take a minus four or just see how it goes? Is, is your bench strong enough?
0: Um, I, like I said, I probably if Son is definitely ruled out, I will take the minus four because I, I plan to take a minus four next week. I'm going to bring Saar in and... Either Jimenez or Bamford, depended on how they play this week. Hopefully Jimenez. I want to get Jimenez in, but I just need to see something in him that suggests that he can still do it. I mean, he's getting in the right positions, he's getting shots, but it's just something just doesn't look quite right. You know, like when Fernando Torres lost it yeah, and yeah. Michael Owen lost it, you just see it change in a player when they suddenly lose that yard of pace or something goes in their head after a big injury. And um, I'm hoping that's not happened to him.
1: It's a very, very difficult one for, for sure with him and Jimenez because that is, that is such a horrible injury and, you know, it puts everything into perspective. So I'm with you. But I do think that if he can get a goal, if he gets off the mark, then that could really see his confidence kind of just It could totally change him, could totally change him. Um, or equally, as you say, if it goes three, four, five, six games without a goal, then, yeah, it could be a real struggle.
0: Yeah, well, it's already been free, but um, he does look sharp. He's he's getting in the positions to get the shot, which suggests to me that he is going to get them in eventually. Um, yeah. And I don't know who else would if he doesn't, because Tra- I don't. I think Traore is a bad option. A lot of people are bringing him in in their wild card because of his XG and his XA numbers, but he just can't finish. He's an amazing player. He, he create those chances, but he's just never mm-hmm. there. He's not got it in his head to to finish them when he's in front of goal.
1: That's a really that's a really really good point because I think Traore is a, a player that. As you say, lots and lots of people have, have already put in their teams. Is he 6 million, 6.5? I can't remember. But... I think he's
0: less than that. I think he's 5.5.
1: Wow. Um, but actually, the thing you've got to remember is, is, is what you said. You know, He's great on the ball. And I, I know Wolves fans in particular are really, really excited whenever they see him kind of charging forward. And he caused United lots of problems. But ultimately, it's that final ball or the final shot that counts for for us as as FPL owners so yeah I he's he's not he's not even on my watch list to be honest
0: he's six he's six million yeah but yeah no he's not on mine either um he will get I, some I, goals I w- just by the amount of chances he creates but I just never see him getting consistency
1: I would I would definitely rather particularly with upcoming fixtures I know Wolves and Wolves and Watford have got both pretty good fixtures haven't they but um, yeah, for me, it's it's a no-brainer. I would rather have Sar over for him all day long.
0: Yeah, Watford have got Wolves at home, Norwich away, Newcastle at home. So yeah. those three fixtures, I, I want to get Saar in at least for... Norwich and Newcastle are the two teams to attack defence-wise, uh, along with Southampton yeah. as well. And, and Wolves have got Watford away, Brentford at home, Southampton away, Newcastle at home. So they've both got great attacking both fixtures. both got a great run, a
1: yeah. Hmm, interesting. Interesting. But
0: Whatever happens, I just want the press conferences to come. I want people's injury concerns to be eased. I think a lot of it is because it's the international break. The transfer window's over. People need to have something to write about. Journalists need to have something to put in the paper. So any sort of minor fi... Because Lukaku's fi strain, he's been playing with it for months anyway. He's just said that he's getting on scan on it because he's got a week off, essentially. So I don't think it's anything to worry about. I imagine that Son's just been pulled out of that game as a precautionary measure he probably doesn't want to miss the Tottenham game and that's why he's missing uh, the last friendly so if anything it could be good for Tottenham that he's going to be coming back to to Spurs early um, a lot of it is just paper talk and we don't need to worry about it and Ronaldo of course Ronaldo is going to play against Newcastle and even if he comes on as a sub there's no reason why he's not going to get two or three goals coming off the bench even in the 70th minute
1: there was um, Mo Salah last year. I remember lots and lots of people captained him, and he was benched. And I didn't captain him, and he came on in like the 60th minute and scored three and got an assist. Yes. So
0: I remember, yeah. I never had him either in Sky, and I was, yeah. I was, I was loving it when he didn't start. And then yeah, he he did that, didn't he?
1: I think they they beat Palace like seven 0 or something, didn't they? So yeah, yes. Who knows? But yeah, as you say, I think Ronaldo could very easily come on with, you know, 20 minutes and still bang. So we shall see. We shall see. Speaking of Mr Mo Salah, I think it's time to play More Than Mo. More than Mo, Mo Always scores more than one goal Some say he's starting to slow He's not indestructible Can anyone out there score More than Mo Cool. So uh, from game week three, uh, we had our predictions and your prediction was, I think you've still had faith, didn't you, Tom?
0: I got faith in Harvey Barnes just in this game. Not in the FPL. I've never had him in my team in (laughs) FPL. But in this game, I thought Harvey Barnes at home to to Norwich. Surely, surely now he's going to come good. And he let me down again. And I'm just so glad I don't have him in my FPL team because I can see how outraged uh, the fpl community is that have it who have got him in and now they can't get rid of him because they're trying to get other transfers done and they're all just still clicking on hoping that he'll score and you know as soon as his percentage ownership percentage drops he's going to start banging again and they're going to be even more furious
1: yeah yeah he, he he was my first transfer i took him out after game week one and um you know i i don't regret putting him in because i i, I, I like harvey barnes as a player um, but he's one of those, again, it wasn't quite as serious as, as Jimenez's injury. But yeah, I think he, he will come good, but he didn't do the business. Um, but then no. my pick uh, was was Mason Greenwood, who, I mean, let's be honest, I think Mo Salah got 10 points. So someone was going to have to do pretty spectacularly well to to get more than Mo on that occasion. And neither of us did. Uh, but I do think that that means I'm now 2-0 up in terms of, um success stories i use that in inverted quotes <laughs> truth none is, of us is, have got more than mo
0: the truth is even though we've had an international break to really nail down the rules of more than mo we still <laughs> don't really know how it works or what the, we as we always say we thought of the name first then we thought of the jingle and then we've just we've never thought about anything else since but um, roughly, we have to pick a player of less than 10 million in value, and they have to outscore most seller. If they outscore most seller, we get three points. If they don't, but we beat each other, then whoever wins gets a bonus one point. And I think Fitz is, is winning this, but it's, it's not the real competition. It's just, it's... it's just something for Fitz to have. But now we, we need to pick our uh, more than Mo options for this week. Who's going to score more than Mo for less than 10 million? I'll let you go uh... first.
1: Oh, that's very kind of you. So, no, you okay, I'll
0: go first because I can see he's just picked up his phone. He's looking at his phone. He hasn't he hasn't chosen anyone yet. Have you Have you No, nope.
1: correct. No, <laughs>
0: correct. well, I'm going to go for um, the man of the moment, uh, England's darling. It's Bukayo Saka, six point okay. three million. Um, he he got a goal for England. He was man of the match for England, and Arsenal goal are and at an home. assist. I think goal and an assist for England. I mean, to be honest, I, I didn't really watch very closely.
1: No, me neither. (laughs) Flash scores told me that,
0: (laughs) but um, they are at home to Norwich, and I think I think people are sleeping on Arsenal a little bit. I'm a Spurs fan, but I can't see them being as bad as they were in those first three games. And there was a bit of unfortunate unfortunateness to it. That's not a word, but we go with it. Uh, Misfortune. Misfortune. That's right. There's a bit of misfortune to it uh, because in that first game, obviously they had um, Aubameyang and Lacazette out with COVID. Brentford were on a high. Then they've played Chelsea and Man City. (laughs) They only had ten men when they played against City. Um, for
1: for most of the second half, yeah, Xhaka got sent off. I think in about the 40th minute.
0: So they've really been up against it in those first three games, and they're going to need to make show some kind of improvement. And I think they will at home to Norwich. I think people who've got Ben White in their team should keep him in. And actually, if I was wild carded, I'd put him in because he, I think he's at four point three now. Yeah. And he's they got a great run of fixtures. They're gonna they're gonna be improving over the next few games. Unfortunately.
1: Yes. Uh, I, I did wonder whether there was going to be an unfortunate kind of caveat to that. But yeah, I think I think that's a good shout. Um, so your pick, uh, Bukayo Saka, like that a lot. Now, I've got a couple of options, but I'm going to go with my gut here. So I'm going to go for Ishmael Asar. Um, so I've, I've mentioned him as someone who I've put into kind of a wildcard draft. He's not. Uh, currently, I haven't wildcarded and I don't think I will be this week, but... Um, but I really like the look of Saar, and and actually, I'm I'm really tempted to try and get him in regardless because I think that their fixtures do look look fantastic, and they have been pretty good of late. So yeah, that's going to be my more than Mo pick. So I think he is currently at six million. So yes,
0: um,
1: nice, nice. So but there is also there.
0: there's a bonus point for picking the player that's of lower value, and they both score the same amount of points. You get the point
1: yes i think
0: i think that is the rules what we could do if there is anyone (laughs) listening to this it'd be great if you could write out the rules and send them to us one of you there must be a super fan out there i'm looking at you paul proctor who has listened to every episode someone actually tweeted this this week and said they missed more than mo last episode so whoever that is you write down the rules for us and then we can play the game
1: in fact we will come up with some sort of a meme to commemorate it as well once once that's done So, we've spent lots of time talking about the international break, and for us, it's been eventful. Uh, There's one person who has probably had an even more eventful um, international break than us, and I would love to hear from our mate, Jack Grealish.
0: Yeah, what have I been up to? The Jack Grealish Diaries. Dear Diary, this week, I've been back playing for England, and it was great to finally be starting in a World Cup qualifier. Gareth Southgate has always said he picks players on form, not reputation. So I must have been in great form since completing my record £100 million move to Premier League champions Manchester City. (laughs) (laughs) During the goal celebrations, me and Roycey thought it would be a great laugh to pretend to drink from the cups thrown onto the pitch. Unfortunately for me, the cup I drank from contained quite a large amount of piss. (laughs) I haven't drunk that much of another man's urine since I played drinking games with John McGinn at Mika Richards' 30th birthday party. I didn't really understand the game, but it mainly consisted of me drinking John McGinn's wee and Mika Richards doing one of his trademark big laughs. In fact, the Sky Sports team were sat on a nearby table that night and loved Mika's laugh so much that they offered him a presenting job there and then. History in the making. (laughs) Unfortunately, it wasn't just Mika's laugh that was infectious that night. And I was out (laughs) for the next three games with Salmonella. Bloody John McGinn. This weekend, we're playing away to Leicester City. This is always the fixture I dread most. Not because Leicester are any good, but because I have to spend the day with James Madison and Jamie Vardy. Vardy is always telling lies to Madders and Madders laps it all up. Amongst other things, Jamie Vardy has told us he invented dabbing, he was the first person in Leicester to try sushi and the reason he's still so fast is because he has wheelies instead of studs in his boots. It's not just the lies but Vardy is always trying to flog stuff he has nicked from home bargains and won't take no for an answer. Last time we played them I ended up 15 pounds for a box of broken biscuits just so he'd leave me alone. Madders has asked me if I want to come. Madders has asked me if I want to come round to his after the game. His mum is away for the weekend and him and Jamie Vardy have made some Skittles vodka and are going to drink it whilst watching all of the Fasters and Fury. So I'm going to start up again. <laughs> Madders has asked me if I want to come round to his after the game. His mum is away for the weekend and him and Vardy have made some Skittles vodka and are going to drink it whilst watching the, all the Fast and the Furious films back to back. I told him I'd rather go back to Villa and drink another point of John McGinn's special, bro. <laughs> Later.
1: Oh, it's, it's always so good to hear from Jack Grealish.
0: He keeps the podcast afloat, to be honest.
1: He does. I, I can't believe we were able to, to get such a, a, a coup Uh, for the pod so thank you for for jack for thank you to jack i should say for his wonderful diary once again it's it really is
0: one of my favorite features yes thank you jack and and i hope you don't catch anything from that cup you drank out of when jack was saying um that wasn't the only
1: thing that was infectious i really i really thought that there was going to be a a darker term than salmonella but you jack wrote very well knowing that some people might be listening during the daytime here. So thanks, Jack.
0: But also, um, Jack may have, when he was writing his diary, may have Googled on his his laptop things you can catch from drinking urine. And um, salmonella was one of the main things you can catch from ah. drinking other person's urine. Um, well, there we go. And, well, I obviously never that. Googled it. He experienced it. He lived it. But, um, <laughs> he did, yeah, yeah. If he did have a ghostwriter for his diary, <laughs> then maybe they have got a questionable Google search history this week.
1: Absolutely. Oh, well, there we go. Well, I, sh- I shan't be... I mean, to be honest, Tom, uh, Jack has really put me off drinking uh, anyone's urine now, so never mind. Yeah,
0: you're you're (laughs) laughing and learning all at the same time. (laughs) Laughing
1: and learning, yes we are.
0: I don't think you get that advice on other FPL podcasts. No other FPL podcast teaches you that you can catch Salmonella from drinking John McGinn's urine.
1: I would would go so far as to say that that should be our new tagline. For anyone who wants to share the pod, which we do encourage by the way, please do share the podcast with your friends and and colleagues and family. And if we can somehow get John McGinn to listen to this, then all the better. <laughs> yeah, share it
0: as a service to your to your fellow human being who may be out yeah. there just innocently drinking other people's urine, fully unaware that they could be running the risk of catching salmonella.
1: I'm glad I'm glad you um kind of clarified that it's it could be anyone's urine. Uh, not specifically john mcginn's uh, it's john mcginn he equals salmonella we we want to clarify that is not the case
0: <laughs> no we don't want to be anti john mcginn in this podcast john mcginn was just playing a nice drinking game with a friend
1: what a wonderful what a wonderful idea and um, so <laughs> um <laughs> what a wonderful idea what a wonderful vision right. I should now say. try and,
0: now try and segue from that into the sky overhaul
1: <laughs> yes so I was listening to the three for one podcast where they're talking about something that's coming up, Tom. Uh, It's time for Sky Overhaul.
0: That's right, Fitz. I'm excited. I've been a bit rude about the Sky game in recent weeks. And I I said last week, it's felt a bit boring so far because we only had the three game weeks to plan for. Everyone's teams are very similar. Um, Everyone's sort of very close together in the points, but now it's where Sky really comes into its own with the overhaul, the planning, because this season as well, last season, because of COVID, the, the game days were being revealed very last minute, so it's very hard to plan ahead. But because of um, because things are a bit more back to normal now, uh, Sky have been able to release their their TV fixtures and BT have released their TV fixtures so we can actually plan ahead for the next up to game week 12 and even further afield if you follow Ian Perrin's predictions as well. But for me, I've just gone for the first 12 game weeks for now. I think that's enough to, to get us going. Okay, so there's a lot of podcasts out there now trying to cover the Sky overhaul and there's a lot to go through. There's so many teams, there's so many players because in Sky, even your defensive midfielders are potential options. So it, it takes it takes a good hour or so to go through it all. But what I've tried to do is to condense that down into five minutes fits. So if you set a five wow. minute timer, I'm going to try and blast through all 20 teams in the Premier League and get it done in five minutes. Um, Amazing. Yes, that's the plan. I mean, I've not timed it. <laughs> It could take okay. twenty minutes, but um, but I'll try and speak very fast. Uh, so if you want to, if you want to count me down and we get the timer going,
1: it would be a blooming pleasure. Right? Okay. Cool. So um, ready to go. Three, two, one. Let's roll.
0: Okay, so Arsenal, they've got two single game days to cover, but they're bottom of the league, so they could be a risk getting someone in from the start. Ben White could be a good option, though, because he gets passing tiers and clean sheets. They've got the best run of fixtures for the next seven game weeks. Villa, they've got the worst run of fixture for the next seven game weeks, but they have got one single game day, which, which can be covered if you've got Arsenal coverage. Martinez was a stand-up pick last season, but he will miss at least game week four due to quarantine. They're a hard avoid all round for me. Brentford, they've got tough fixtures and no captain coverage needed, but they do offer some good enabler options. Pinnock at 6.1, already has 22 points. Henry looks attacking in defence. Canos a 7.3 in midfield, has 20 points, including hitting tier two tackles twice. Brighton, you will need a captain for game week seven for the Brighton versus Crystal Palace game. Webster looks like the best option to me at 7 million he's already got 10 bonus points uh, but if you have the money it may be worth going up to Duncan 8.2 who is more reliable when he's in the middle of the back three and got five goals last season the most of any defender in the league Burnley, Pope is always a stand-up pick at Burnley 6.9 million, 51 bonus points last season could cover the single match day against Everton in game week 5 but that would leave you without coverage for game week 12 if you haven't got Everton or Wolves players Chelsea, Rudiger at 9 million is the best and most stable route into their defence Christensen at 8.3 if you want to take a risk. Jorginho could be popular 8.3 in midfield. Uh, If he does retain his penalties, he's also good at hitting bonus points. And Mountain Havertz could be great attacking options if they link up well with Lukaku. Crystal Palace, two single game days that you will need coverage for if you don't have Arsenal or Brighton players. Uh, still unknown, but he did hit passing tears against Chelsea, so he's one to watch at 7.2. Connor Gallagher got two goals against Everton. He sits on 24 points at 7.3 million. Also could be a good option. Zaha is now a striker, not an option for me. Everton, two single game days against Wolves and Burnley. Could be a solid defensive team under Rafa, but individual errors have shown that they are also shaky at the back at the moment. Pickford could be the best route into their defence. Alan, DeCorey and Gray are all at 7.8 million. So I'm not sure who you'd go for at this point. For me, it'd be Alan because his returns are more guaranteed because of his bonus. DCL up top is the obvious captain choice, but you have to squeeze him into a forward line. Leeds, they've got a single game day against Newcastle in game week six. Melier was a great for bonus last year and already hit tears twice this season at 6.9 looks like he could be good but he could be a trap I'm not sure he's guaranteed Lorente may be a better option as a nailed centre-back Rafinha is the standout attacking option but he may risk game week five due to having to isolate Leicester not started the season well and no immediate need for captaincy coverage defence is unsettled but passing tears look likely for centre-backs Tillemans a bonus magnet in midfield but at 8.7 he is a bit expensive and Didi is a cheaper option at 7.5 Vardy is still the main goal scorer up front, but if Iheanacho comes in, he could be a better option. Liverpool: Trent and Van Dijk could return for, from to return to form this season with Van Dijk already hitting tier two passing bonus twice. Trent more expensive, but currently second only behind Antonio for expected assists. Salah the obvious pick up front, but if Firmino is out long term, Jota at nine point four becomes an option. City. Diaz is the option, but Pricey at 10.6, already hit passing tier twice and got it 26 times in 32 games last year. 22 of those times, was it was tier two passing. Uh, Stones and Laporte are cheaper alternatives, but who's going to play? Who knows? If Torres is the striker, of course he's a great option, but with KDB, KDB and Foden on the bench this week, um, maybe he's not even going to play. Um, there's no capsule coverage needed, but you'd be brave to ignore them. United, Bruno has always been the go-to pick, but Ronaldo has thrown a spanner in the works there. Is there space for both of them? Who knows? Uh bissaka is always good for tackle tiers, but the backline are all at least 9 million, so no, no obvious standouts there. Newcastle, the alternative to Leeds to cover game week six, single game day. Wilson, the only real option, though, and, and he's currently carrying a knock, so inevitably he's going to get injured. Ignore it. Norwich, oh, I'm getting out of breath. <laughs> nice Norwich. It, fi- 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 fixtures, now, fixtures now starting to turn and lots of budget options options but hard to judge them on opening fixtures Billy Gilmore at 6.9 could be a decent budget enabler or Cantwell at 7.4 if you want a more attacking option who hits 7.7 could be a cheap striker option if he hits form but he may be hard to get out of and he takes up a, a striker space Southampton Will Prowse and Romeo are the only realistic options here Will Prowse was fourth highest scoring midfielder in the game last season and he's on penalties as well now so he could be a great choice Romeo is 0.9 cheaper but you're relying on us in tackling tears with him Tottenham Kane is the obvious choice at Spurs but still finding this form some potentially going to miss game week five Hoiberg a previous bonus magnet but he's more advanced role this season skip at 6.8 could be the better budget enabler ignore the defense Watford Trooster Kong has started every game <laughs> and at 5.5 is the cheapest starting defender um going uh he, he's got a good defensive record in championships Sarbo is their talisman 7.8 and he's on penalties Dennis 5.5 he's starting he's cheap but you'll get stuck with him, ignore him. West Ham, the inform team, Antonio's hard to avoid right now, ben and Fornells are in great attacking form as well, but Suchek is more reliable an option going forward because of his bonus potential, and he will get in the goals again at some point. Crestor and Kufau are both creative fullbacks, but they've got less tiering potential, so they're a bit of a risk. Wolves, Great fixtures for the next 11 game weeks and one single game day against Everton to cover. Jose Sam may be the best route into defence and defenders have no bonus potential though, so ignore the rest of them. The team are yet to score, but look threatening. Traore could be an option, but he can't finish his chances. Jimenez will be great if he can get his scoring boots back. That's, that's five minutes. Whew.
1: Five minutes and three seconds, mate. Well done.
0: Thank that was, you.
1: Yeah, mate, that was superb. Well done.
0: That's going to get at least three likes on Twitter.
1: You're clearly red faced. You've done very well there, mate. That was brilliant. I'm red
0: faced. I've I've gone sweaty. i I'm I'm wondering where this voice is coming from. I forgot we were on a Zoom link up. But, um, <laughs> I, th- I think I I think I covered everything I wanted to say. There. If I did make any mistakes, give me a break, mate. I... Well, I, th-
1: I think the thing is the the Sky overhaul, particularly for me as as an an FPL kind of player um historically i've never i've never known anything like it and the the connotations and the level of planning that you have to have is is extreme and you know you have in five minutes there you've given everyone all of our listeners some really great options and some really great food for thought so well done superb
0: mate i hate it because i'm i'm always really mean to you and then you just give me lots of praise like that and our listeners they're going to take take your side i'm going to be the villain in this i'm going to (laughs) be cristiano ronaldo everyone wants to see fail and you're the nice guy. They want to see succeed.
1: That's um, that's absolutely fine. I, I, as long as people want to see me succeed, I'm I'm happy with that. Um, but yeah, there's you know that's both part of the fun, mate. It's it's all good. Don't worry about that.
0: We are we are um, all, we are both friends, really.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Despite what we were saying <laughs> earlier, um, <laughs> uh, so. I think that that is uh while you while you get your breath back um you yeah, know I think no you well uh, a, a lot of work's obviously gone into it as well which is which is much appreciated and and if any of our listeners are um kind of new to the sky um, overhaul or new to the sky fantasy football as I am you know you will be probably quite confused as not necessarily confused but you know it's it's quite daunting to have to suddenly think oh sugar I've got to try and work out the next 12 game weeks uh, or whatever so how it's many how many daunting. have you got planned
0: it's also very daunting when you have to listen to all the advice in five minutes shouted at you by an <laughs> out of breath man but um yeah at least on the yeah, podcast it, you've got an
1: option to rewind and play in half speed In fact, play it in half speed there we go take seven and a yeah, half that's minutes right. no i don't i, <laughs> mate, I don't know
0: I'm,
1: I'm so bad at maths um but yeah i think it was um, seven and a half minutes
0: um yes so it's a bit confusing with sky because game week four. It's now the international break is game week four in Sky. Game week five is what is game week four in FPL. So, yeah, that's not that's not very helpful. But we've got the TV fixtures up to game week 12, which is when Arsenal are away to Leicester, Aston Villa at home to West Ham, Brentford away to Burnley. So it's that it's that game week. Um, So I planned get captaincy coverage for every one of those games. So I'll I'll go through my team if you want. Shall we go for your team first as you're the, the newbie?
1: No,
0: no, you you go for it, mate. Okay, so I've got Jordan Pickford in goal. So I went with Pickford because that covers me captaincy coverage for the first Monday where Everton are um, at home to Burnley. So I can see them getting a clean sheet there. And then again, in game week 12, they are away to Wolves. So um, both potential clean sheet options and Pickford's good for bonus. And I didn't want to have DCL in because he takes up a a striker option. Mm. I've got um, Ben White Starting with Ben White in defence, as I said, Arsenal got great fixtures. I think that uh, they are going to improve their form. And he covers me for the two single game days that Arsenal have back-to-back. The alternative is you come off them in game week 10 on the Sunday. You you come off of someone game 10 on the Sunday. You go into Arsenal for those two single game days and then go off of them into someone else. But it does mean two transfers. And I didn't want to do that. I think Ben yeah. White is a good enough option to keep from the start. I've got um, Adam Webster of Brighton uh, because I couldn't afford Dunks, uh, and he is for 1.2 million. He may be better value, to be honest. Um, and that covers the single game day where Brighton are away to Crystal Palace. I've got then a Rudiger for for Chelsea because he is he's the most settled Chelsea defender at the moment. There's no one else uh, to cover the left centre back. A position and he's only nine million in the game and I think Chelsea can have the best defense in the league so I wanted some Chelsea defense coverage and in the back four completing that lineup it's uh, Ruben Diaz who for me is the best Man City captaincy option uh, I will captain him uh, against Burnley uh, home to Burnley in game week 10 um, because he's almost guaranteed to hit t- tier two passing especially in a game like that so you're already starting with, with 10 points if he gets a clean sheet. I think that's right. I'm too dizzy, <laughs> but I'm sure someone <laughs> will correct me. But he, he starts with a lot of points, which means that if you've got an attacking player, they have to at least score a goal to match him pretty much. Um, you don't get the clean sheet point for a midfielder in in Sky. Uh, yeah. In the midfield, I've got Rafinha of Leeds to cover the Leeds game days. I've got Ishmael Saar to start with. I've got Ishmael Saar for those three good fixtures and I'm going to switch him to James Ward-Prowse. That is a transfer I've planned in. Um, so in game week seven, I will come off of uh, Saar after they play Newcastle at home and I'll go on to uh, James Ward-Prowse as they play Wolves at home. And then that's my that's my middle three. And at the moment, starting up top, it's Ronaldo, Salah and Antonio. But I, my plan going forward is to, to heavily rotate those premium striker options. So I've already planned to get Salah out for Kane. Um, to get Ronaldo out for Lukaku and Kane out again for Salah a bit later later on. So at the moment, I've got four transfers planned between now and game week 12, which if I get, get to that point and that's all I do, I'll be very happy with that because as we said previously, we're looking at a, a transfer a game week roughly. But as you as you get to the end of the season, as you said earlier with FPL, as the fixtures congest and games get cancelled and moved, it's nice to have the option to bring in transfers. It's nice to go hard into a team that look like yeah. they're having a good run. Like, A lot of people went hard into City last season when they were having a good defensive run, and so it's nice to have your transfers to do that later on. So, yeah, that's my team. Um, I've it's been like that for a few days now. I don't think I'm going to change that. Yeah, I got Jorginho in midfield because I'm he could well be on penalties, he's one of the best penalty takers in the world. So, I think it'd be hard for Lukaku to take him off him. Missed
1: points. his last two, he missed uh against Switzerland the other night.
0: Oh, did he in the international yes. rate?
1: Yeah, yeah, so he missed but to be honest. Uh, I-
0: I'm not really interested in international great games unless someone's being deported mid-game, or there's someone drinking a man's urine on the pitch. <laughs> like, unless something like that is happening, I, I don't I don't care.
1: No, of course. Um, and, and why would you, frankly? Why would you? So, I mean, look, looking at your or listening to your Sky team, I think that the the planning element of it is is obviously really important. I would, if I'm honest, I would love to. Right, oh, there we go. Tom's showing me his. Um, his team, as it were, uh, on on his screen, so that's nice. So I'll I'll share mine. I haven't done quite the same level of planning, or indeed,
0: I'd expect much less of you. This,
1: yeah, or or indeed much planning. But I'm. I, I would like to. I'm ambitious. I would certainly, as I say, I've never. I've never really used Excel. Um, it certainly doesn't run through my veins. Um, whoa, 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 whoa!
0: You've never. You've never used Excel. No,
1: no, no. That's not true. I've, I've, I've used it a lot, but I've never really kind of bothered to learn it beyond the basics. If that makes sense. Um. You know, my. Okay. My creative approach is. Yeah, su- suffice to say, I need to get better at using Excel. Um, but you're lucky; different... you're lucky
0: we're not in a room to- together right now because I would slap you for that kind of insult to Excel. But carry on. <laughs> Tell me your team. Or,
1: well, I use a Mac, so it's Numbers. It's not even Excel. Um, but I can see you're, you're seething, literally I'm, seething. I'm,
0: I'm, I'm literally seething.
1: <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll go through my team, and as I say, the, the next couple of days is really where I need to kind of sit down and, and do what you've done and work out a kind of plan of action really. But um initially at least it's looking like Lloris in goal. Um then Ruben Diaz, Webster, Van Dyke, and currently Pinnock. Um again, I know formation-wise I'm I'm almost certainly going to be going for a 4-3-3 um just because obviously the defenders are so much more valuable in Sky than they are in in FPL. It's still it's taken me a little while to kind of get used to that fact. But you know, I would never really have Diaz and Van Dyke in in my team in in Sky, or indeed Webster really, but um, in FPL I should say. So so yeah, I think that that's a reasonable certainly back three: Diaz, Webster, and Van Dyke. I don't like Pinnock too much, but again, I guess I could.
0: You can't have Upgrade. everyone, and he's, no, he's a good he's, he's a good enabler.
1: Exactly, that's that's the key thing, isn't it? So, um, anyway, midfield, I've got DeBari Gray, um, currently Torres and Ben Rama. Um, again, that's just based on really the next kind of couple of fixtures. But obviously, we've got the European side of things. We've got from from West Ham. Obviously, we don't know. And again, I've not looked at those kind of um, individual game days, so I know that a little bit of tweaking i'll be able to to improve that uh, and then yeah. antonio salah and cristiano ronaldo so current captains are ronaldo on saturday salah on sunday and uh, gray on the monday
0: yeah well it's, it's a decent team um when you look into it you're gonna you're gonna find the holes like because you, you could pick a team that looks great on paper but with sky you really need to make sure you're getting the most out of those single game days. So for instance... Not a team that looks good on paper,
1: a team that looks good on Excel, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <Or> numbers, <laughs> numbers, whatever that is. Um, game week six, though, you've got a single game day on the Friday, Newcastle versus Leeds. So straight away, you're going to need coverage for that game. So you're going to need to bring in probably right. a Leeds player for that. Um, yeah. And then later down the line, game week 10 and 11, you've got two Arsenal single game days back to back. So you will need to bring in an Arsenal player um fairly sharpish if you don't start with one so you okay. need to plan what that route's going to be into arsenal um and then you've got you've got Demire Gray and yeah Demire Gray he's been quite popular uh with well both FPL and sky managers for me I'm still not sold on him I mean partly because he's never really performed in previous seasons and partly because I just I mean he's got what's he got has he got two goals now
1: um I don't even know I think so yeah
0: I must admit, the oh, main reason
1: he's in there at the moment is because I know that Everton play on on Monday. So, yeah, there's there's a lot yeah. more lot more planning to do do for me for sure.
0: Well, I think you do need an Everton player, but and that's why I've I've gone for Pickford in goal. He wouldn't be my first choice if I was just going on on best uh, best player for the Sky format. I'd probably go for Meslier um, if I was just choosing without the fixtures in front of me. Yeah, a lot of people have gone for Damari Gray, they don't want to take up the striker option because we've got Kane, Salah, Ronaldo, Lukaku, Antonio. It's very hard to squeeze them all into a team. You are going to have to rotate them, and you don't want to be taking up one of those striking positions with DCL no. or Wilson or Pukki. Um, yeah, so you are having to look at a midfield option. Personally, I would go for Allen over Damari Gray because I just think he's more consistent with his passing tiers or maybe Decorey even because... He's getting into some good attacking positions like he used to at Watford. Mm. Um, I just don't think he's had the returns yet. Lots to ponder. You promised me you're going to make a spreadsheet and you're going to make sure you get those single game days covered, yeah?
1: I am going to make a spreadsheet or hopefully find one. Um, I think I'll, 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 I'll make one. It'll be very rudimentary.
0: That's <laughs> no, fine. You have my data, but my, mine is just like it works for me, but I, I, I think it would mean nothing to anyone else
1: yeah yeah and that, that's part of it part, part of the process i think is obviously that kind of going through and learning and, and putting in your your own kind of stamp on it so we'll get there but but either way i'm, I'm looking at the time mate and i'm thinking blimey we we've had a, a fantastic chat yet again um but it is probably time for us to um say thank you to everyone for for listening in this week and um, of course, game week four for FPL will be with us, deadline on Saturday, lunchtime. Uh, game week five, now that still makes absolutely no sense to, to me in terms of Sky, so it's only going to get more and more confusing as the season goes on. But.
0: Yeah, it, I'm, I'm afraid it will. Um, and thank you for joining joining us from your isolation. I hope you don't actually catch the COVID. I hope you're OK so and we can, re- we can record together once more next week. Hopefully this sounds OK to you, listener, as well. Maybe it will sound better. Maybe if it sounds better, we may never see each other again, Fitz, other than virtually.
1: <laughs> I, I have a feeling that that will not be the same. Although the always cheating guys, it's really interesting because they um, always apparently do it over Zoom or an equivalent thereof. Um, but they actually met up one of their episodes they were saying how they met up and it was just so weird that they just sat in different rooms of the house. <laughs> oh <laughs> really? Still still did zoom even though they were like kind of face to face. So yeah, maybe maybe but um but yeah, it's it's been a pleasure as always. I wish you the very best of luck um for for both sky and FPL. Um I may use a wildcard and fan team uh, I think because I've got quite a lot of uh villa troubles in in one of my teams there so we'll see. As we near the end of the episode, it's that time of the week where we give a shout out to uh, a, another member of the Twitter or FPL or Sky community. And this week, I would like to give a shout out to FPL Heisenberg. Uh, it is, he is at FPL underscore Heisenberg. And it's been quite a big week for for him. Um, so first of all, um, I, I guess Heisenberg is one of those people who I saw lots of other kind of people, at FPL SWAT, interacting with. And right from day one, when I kind of got involved with the Twitter community, he was he was one of those people who's always really helpful and really happy to answer questions. Also posts loads of great content. I know he writes um, for Fantasy Football Hub. And also has a podcast as well uh, with a guy called John Nellis and uh, the FPL double up pod, which is, was, was a staple of my kind of FPL pod journey last, last year. But this week has been uh, a pretty big one for him because uh, a, he is full-time FPL for the first time. um, Sorry, last year he went full-time in FPL, which is, is fantastic. Something that, uh, you know, as, as, Fans of FPL, I know you and I would would love to get to that kind of um, level. Well, and as one of point. the top
0: one percent managers, surely I, I should be full time at this point. But hey, <laughs> well, here we get. There go. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe get gaming there. four would do that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then on what day was it? I'm just finding it here. So it was about a week ago. He went onto Twitter and said, "If this tweet gets over a thousand likes, and if I hit fifty thousand followers by midday tomorrow UK time." I'll get a tattoo of my Twitter picture and it will be my first and last tattoo and Twitter being the wonderful place that it was. He got 2000 likes and obviously that is more than a thousand. And he was I think he was on about 40,000 followers or maybe 43,000 followers. He's now on over 50,000. So he will be getting a tattoo uh, of his own Twitter profile picture. Uh, which, by the way, is brilliant. So do check out FPL underscore Heisenberg. Um, but he is a man of his word. And as I say, he's always been really great in terms of kind of sharing his knowledge. I know that there are kind of options if you want to go for the fantasy Football Hub plan. You can get kind of WhatsApp chats with him and stuff. And yeah, he's, he's a fantastic manager. His ranking record is, is superb. I think he's got seven um top 10k finishes in the last kind of eight or nine years um and it's it's very impressive so yeah shout out to fbl underscore heisenberg um keep up the good work mate and yeah i look forward to to seeing that tattoo when it arrives
0: and um yeah i've not had much interaction with with heisenberg but i i I see that he is a big part of community and i would like to say that if our podcast when we released it on Thursday and we share it on Twitter, if it gets at least 10 retweets, I will <laughs> I will record the next podcast naked with fit. So that's <laughs> nice. I mean, uh, it, it, nice. it won't get more than two. So it's fine. <laughs> Talking of um a naked hairy man. Uh, we'd like to finish the show, of course, with with a poem from one of the best hairy managers in the Premier League. And Sean Dyche, he's, he's offered to do this for us every week now. It's his way of getting his creativity out. So uh, let's go over to Sean Dyche to finish off the show with his wonderful little poem. International
1: break's over. It gets earlier every year. A chance for my boys to rest their legs and get tanked up on beer. No point messing about with friendlies until Covid is all sorted five minutes into playing, and then you get deported. <laughs> Halfway round the world and back, and none of it even mattered, we've been focusing on what really counts, making sure Calvert-Lewin gets battered. <laughs> 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 the biggest casualty of my break has been my FPL starting 11, but you won't catch me taking a minus eight to captain Shawpony like CR7. Begin game with go big at the back, with Luton, Taylor and me, no need for Trent or Robo. Get a Burnley based back free.
0: <laughs> Don't laugh at his advice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the devil makes work for idle hands, like transferring in demari Gray. But boys from Burnley have different plans. A goalless draw at Everton away. Oh, <laughs> what a poem, lovely Sean. Well,
0: How does uh, he pull uh, it out what... of the bag every week?
1: Oh, Sean Dice, thank you very much. And thank you to you, <laughs> listener, for, um, for spending the time with us. Uh, we wish you the very best of luck for both your FPL and Sky games. Tom, same to you, of course. Hopefully you will be still riding high in the top 1% when we when we meet again next
0: week. I'll be happy to have football back again, Fitz, and uh, to hopefully have me solidifying my position. In fact, I said I had having a howler at the start. In fact, I think I've been, I've been a maverick. And what's going to happen is my Lukaku differential is going to propel me into the top 10K and I'm going to be featuring on Rival Podcast, Left, Right, and Center next game week. There, I've said it.
1: There, you have, you have said it, indeed. So, and um, this, of course, has been Fancy Football Face Off. Do tell your mates about the pod. To get in touch with us, we're on the Twitter at FF Face Off Pod. How can they email us, Tom?
0: They can email us at fffaceoffpod at gmail.com. I, sh- I should have
1: probably said where can they email rather than how can, because I, I felt you I felt you quite rightly go, uh, well, they can get out their phone and type an email. No. Um, what but- I did this
0: was every-, every week I tell you, you deal with the admin. I don't know what our podcast up email is, but I-, right. I guessed
1: it right, did I? You did get it right, um, fffaceoffpod at gmail.com. And we look forward to hearing from you very soon. Have a great week. Hope your arrows are green and the very best of luck to you all.
0: Laters. Laters.